This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio, a show that connects home buyers, home sellers, and home owners to some of the best small businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about ways to save on your home loan interest rate. With rates going up, home buyers are looking for creative ways to save some cash, and we've got just a gal to talk to. And we're going to talk about the importance of water purification in the San Antonio area. If your water tastes and smells funny, it's probably because it's not that healthy. We have some experts in the house who are going to talk about that today. In studio with us today is Erica Slayton, an expert mortgage advisor with Wallach & Volk Mortgage. Erica, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me again. You bet. Also in studio with us today is Tito Pacheco, an expert plumber and owner of The Right Guys Plumbing here in San Antonio. Tito, welcome back to the show. Are you excited to be here again? I know you're excited. Right? <laughs> You've been drinking Celsius, so I know you're really excited. <laughs> And we have Jacob Baker, a master plumber with The Right Guys Plumbing. Jacob, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. And you've been drinking Celsius too, right? Oh, yeah. Gotta love it. A quick reminder for our listeners that you can catch video and podcast versions of the show anytime by visiting homebuyertalkradio.com. Also, you can uh, check out our website for a list of recurring guests we have on the show. So if somebody's a regular on the show, I put their information on the website so that you guys, you know, you don't have to pay that much attention to the information they're saying. You can just go to the website (laughs) and click on their information from there and give them a call. The show reaches thousands of listeners each month on radio here in the greater San Antonio area and tens of thousands more on social media. We are crushing it out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. So if you're on those social media platforms, make sure you're following Homebuyer Talk Radio on them. So be sure um, you're also following my guests, too. They're going to give a shout-out to their social media as well throughout the show. All right, so Erica. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't want to be a complainer, (laughs) right? But the interest rates seem like they're going up. Everything's going up everywhere. Yes. And just as a quick side note, so I follow you on Let's Talk Mortgage Pro. Correct. And you have little tidbits you get in there. And I know Mm -hmm. my wife, Jennifer, was excited about one you did on credit. Yeah, Helping the kids get started with credit Yeah, you're welcome, Brooke. Yeah. Just getting you started. We're actually (laughs) taking the advice and we're doing something with that. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great job on your, your Facebook page. I have a lot of fun doing those things. And it's it's things that on a daily basis that you know come to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, people need to know about this because we just don't get taught a lot about credit by either our parents or school. So right. I like to pass it along. Exactly right. So when it comes to our uh, home mortgage rates, they're going mm-hmm. up. Yep. So what can we do about it, if anything? So first things first, I just want to kind of set the record straight that we're still below the 50-year average, which is 7.901%. So when you're looking at interest rates, what you have to understand is 2020 and 2021, I like to call them unicorn years, because how often do you actually see a real live unicorn walking down the street? So San Antonio or anywhere, right? So those were unusual years. Those were very odd for many, many reasons, um, economy, but also, of course, what was going on pandemic-wise. So the interest rates that we saw in 2020 and 2021 had never happened before. And the chances of them happening in our lifetime again are very slim. I even told my kids that, heads up. You know, Did we just get spoiled? We did. We got completely spoiled. So people heard two, seven, five, two and a half, three, you know, anything in the threes. And the average loan right now in the last two years was three, three, seven, five. And you're basically double that now, oh, yeah. right? But you're still below that 50-year national average. So I want people to understand, if you bought a house in 2020 and 2021, it was very painful to purchase it because it was hard to get your offer accepted. But you had a heck of an interest rate on your loan that you'll probably never get again. Sorry. But, but now we have to fight a little bit harder or be creative <laughs> yes. in how we do things. Mm-hmm. So wh- what are people doing out there now? Or what what advice would you give them when they're coming into buying a home? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I know you've got programs and you've got expertise in right. that. So what's at the top of your list? So the first things first is an adjustable rate mortgage. And like I'm a prime candidate for this type of loan because I don't own a home longer than five years on average. And so an adjustable rate mortgage, it sounds really, really scary because if you looked at like the one that my parents got in the 80s, it was scary. Like there was no end in sight to where that rate could go. Well, the government stepped in. They said, look, there's got to be caps. We can't have people getting, you know, raked over the coals. So we're going to set it to where it cannot go up over a certain percentage. So you have some caps in place, but more importantly, the first three or five or seven or 10 years are locked in and set. So if you're not really planning on being in that home long term, an adjustable rate mortgage might be for you. And it saves you about a quarter to three eighths of a percent, depending on which term you go that's fixed on your interest rate. So that's one way to do it for sure. So an adjustable rate mortgage, again, you're set in for that first period of time. So if you're going to be there for five or seven years, then a five or a seven year arm is great. Yeah, but if you're not sure, right. then you probably should at least plan on refinancing and, Absolutely. and hoping the rate does something. Absolutely. And rates will come down. I mean, what goes up comes down. And guess what? What goes down comes back up again. Hello, yep. that's where we are now, right? So as far as refinancing, just a, a rule of thumb that people need to remember is that you always need to be at least one percentage point lower than your current interest rate in order to make it worthwhile. And so that's that's a rule that will always plan because there's closing costs involved when you're refinancing yeah. a home. So. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is watch inflation. That is your key indicator as a consumer. As inflation is coming down, it's going to come down and it is already starting to to inch down, but it'll come down more because the Fed is raising short term interest rates in an effort to ease inflation. So as inflation drops, so will mortgage rates. And that, by the way, my friends, is the reason why rates are up is because inflation reared its very ugly head and hit in the eights. Do you know? So it is trending down, though? It is trending down. It was 0.1% lower last month. Do you think that that's, you know, I don't want to get too political here, but I mean, is it because of the elections coming up and maybe it might spike again after? Um, it, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it all has to do with what the Fed is doing right now because they just rose the short-term rate by three quarters of a point. I'm really anxious to see what happens with the October inflation numbers, which will be at the end of November because they're always a month behind in posting the, d- the data. But I'm definitely anxious to see what happens in the month of October with inflation as a result of what's going on. And the Fed is going to continue to raise those short-term interest rates through most of 2023, if not the whole year. So what's costing more money to us as consumers as a result of what the Fed's doing is not mortgage rates. Mortgage rates are reacting to inflation. Okay, that's what it's from. So don't think that when the Fed raises interest rates, mortgage rates are going to be higher. That's not what's higher. Your credit cards are. I got my notice last week in writing saying, hey, your credit card interest rate is going to cost you more. Your car loans cost more because those are short term. And then the third thing is if you have a home equity line of credit that is based on the Fed funds or the prime interest rate, that will cost you more because they're all short term rates. But regular mortgages are not based on Fed funds rate. Regular mortgages are based on what's called the mortgage-backed securities market, and it reacts to a whole slew of stuff. As a matter of fact, every single time the Fed has raised those short-term interest rates, mortgages reacted in a positive way, and the rates actually dropped. Why do you think that is? Because they're totally tied to inflation. It's, it's when inflation is, is rising, that's recessionary, and mortgage rates drop in recession. So as, as the inflation goes up, Fed funds is, is uh, trying to control that. We'll, we'll, we, we, like I've said before, we're we're already in the indicators of a recession. And so, of course, the federal government is not saying it yet, but we are all textbook definition. We're there. And so as the recession hits, inflation is going to start to go down. Rates will start to settle down. And you're going to be able to, if you bought a house in 2022, you're going to be able to refinance it in sometime in 2023, if not 2024. And so that's why I always tell people like interest rates are temporary. You know, the price of your house is not 
The price of your house is what you paid for it. And if you're renting, guess what your interest rate is? 100%. Yeah, it's 100%. That's, that's a good point because so, you're not getting any, any uh, equity no, out none. of So if you're paying 100% of rent and you want to own, because I am a strong advocate of owning a home. I mean, I bought a house when I was 19 years old and I've owned a home ever since. So if you're an advocate and you want to buy a house too, just remember the price is set on your house, but the rates are not. Rates can change and you can always refinance into something lower. I like that. All right, so tell me about a uh, another program. Yes. That, so it's called a what it's a two to one called buy a two one buy down. It's there's also a one one buy down. They're, they basically work the same, and that is that what happens is let's say your interest rate on your on your loan is six and a half, right? What happens is on the two one buy down in year one, your interest rate you would be paying on is actually four and a half. It's two percentage points lower than where your real rate is, and then the second year it's one percentage point lower. So it would be four and a half stepping up to five and a half, stepping up to six and a half, and it would stay there for the rest of the term. So unlike an adjustable rate mortgage where you don't really know where your rate's going to be long term after that fixed period's up, a 2-1 buy down, you know exactly where you're going. And I ran some numbers for a client yesterday and it was $900 a month savings in year one and it was $450 savings in year two. And by the year two is over, they're like, I'm going to refinance out of this because we all know what's happening. And and the thing is, like the mortgage-backed securities market, it's just so predictable. You know, again, inflation is going to come down, rates are going to go down, and everybody knows it. It's just that, unfortunately, we have a lot of fear right now. Okay, and then um, another thing is buying down your interest yes. rate. So tell me about that. Yeah, so buying down your interest rate, you can always do this, by the way. 26 years in the business, I've always offered people, you can always buy down your interest rate. You just have to be careful because when you're buying down your interest rate, it's basically like you're paying a little bit of extra money now to save on interest later, right? So let's just say if you put $1,000 down payment into your house, you're going to save about $5.50 a month, $5.50 for $1,000. So if you could spend $300 and save $25 a month to buy down your rate, that's a heck of a better investment, right? Or if you spend $1,000 to save yourself 50 bucks a month to buy down your rate. So every single day, we're seeing different costs of different interest rates. It's just like if you drive by Valero in the morning to get gas, and then you drive by in the afternoon to get gas, yeah. and you see the different price, mm-hmm. 294 now, 292 later. That's what's happening in the mortgage-backed securities market. So things change all the time. If the market's open, stock market's open, the bond market's open, guess what? Rates are possibly changing. And so at any given day, you cannot ever time it right. And that's what I always try to tell people. You cannot time an interest rate perfectly. I refinanced a couple of years ago when rates went into the twos. Did I hit it two and a half? No, I didn't. Was I disappointed in myself that I didn't hit a two and a half and I got 275? No, I was not. <laughs> so there's no way to perfectly time it. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, is that um, when you're buying down your interest rate, you just want to watch and make sure that you're not spending too much money on it. Because there is such a thing as not recovering that initial investment because that's what you're doing. You're paying interest now to avoid it later. And if you're spending too much money on interest, say $10,000, which is a crazy number to pay in interest, then you're not recovering that investment. You might as well go pay off some debt. You might as well go maybe invest that money somewhere else, um, you know, invest it in something that may help your house, like a water softener system or, you know, new <laughs> windows or something like that to save on your electric bill. You know, that those are the kinds of things you could possibly just invest your money elsewhere or better return. But buying down your interest rate is always a really good option. I usually, when I'm financing my house, because yes, I do my own loan, <laughs> is um, I usually <laughs> will buy my interest rate down a little bit because I want to get a lower monthly payment. You know, And that's all advice conscious. you give folks when they come in, right? Absolutely. We compare usually three to five options. Awesome. If folks want to get in touch with you, Erica, how do they do that? They're going to call me on my cell or text me at 210-219-7608 or just visit my website or my social media. My website is letstalkmortgage.pro and my social media is Let's Talk Mortgage Pro. Awesome. Love it. Thanks as always. It's like, You're I, welcome. I almost, 
almost figure you're crazy if you don't go to Erica if you need a, a loan. <laughs> it's like, I think so, she's too. She's so knowledgeable. It's like, <laughs> what's the best way for me to save money and get what I want? I love yeah. it. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Next up on the show is Tita Pacheco and Jacob Baker, who are expert plumbers with the Right Guys Plumbing Services. Guys, welcome back. It's always a pleasure. Talking water is more interesting than you might think. Absolutely. Because like a story, Erica, you said mm-hmm. just a little while ago about mm-hmm. how before the show about how your water, you run it through a filtration system because yes. you're running a home now and it's like it was icky water, really, really bad. So, uh, Tito, how bad is the water here in San Antonio? Well, I was talking to Erica right now and uh, the fact that she had a, she had it at her home and coming back from she moved in or mm-hmm. the whole thing go back to the same water and when you right. start smelling that water it starts smelling like rotten eggs or mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff it tells you there is a there is a problem there's a problem happening and people are taking this like it's just normal because maybe they're, they're used to every day or they got used to the smell but the fact that that is bad it is very bad yeah it is one thing to have great water like i have a great you guys installed my water heater and my water filtration and my water softener <laughs> so my water is fantastic but if i was to go back to the way it was before you guys came out i'd probably be like whoa i'm gonna have to go stay in a hotel you noticeably different yeah noticeably, noticeably different yeah so it's tough to go backwards so um jacob <laughs> when it comes to the the type of what's in the water that's really maybe people should be aware of that they want to get out of the water what's the if we're going to have a whole house filtration system right what are we taking out of the water here in the san antonio area so one of the big things to remember is uh, there there's an actual tool that we use in, in the trade or that should be used um is is to test your water and find out exactly what's in your water but one of the easy ways to find out like all the the contaminants and stuff that are present in our water is the ewg.org's tap water database guidelines uh, you can go on Google and type in EWG <laughs> and then tap water database. Okay. All right. And, and then, that'll tell us what's here in San Antonio. It'll pop it up. You can click on it. You can go through it, find San Antonio. Uh, it'll go into SALS and it'll show you uh, how many people it, it, it services. And then if you scroll down the page, it'll tell you there's 15 exceeded contaminants in our drinking water. Okay. And now, I'd say probably about 80%. Of those contaminants, byproduct, or, or uh, long-term exposure effects are cancer. Okay. So and this is stuff that's in the water, and we have a lot of it. Yes. We're exceeding it in 15 different contaminants. Right. That's not the total contaminants that are found. There's 39 total contaminants in our water. But those that exceed the EWG's health guidelines, it, which is not the same as the legal limit, because we all know the legal limit mm-hmm. is always much more than the actual health guidelines. Oh, I right. see. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's how they get away. Because I was going to ask, that's how, how they get, they get away with that? Mm-hmm. And because they set a legal limit versus the actual guideline, right? So, so uh, legal has nothing to do with healthy. Exactly, legal has everything to do with how much money someone's willing to pay to make it go away. So, right. Gosh. Uh, but but Sad one but one of the biggest things that we have on our water is because of the way our water is treated is a is a contaminant called triomethanes. Okay? okay. Triomethanes are cancer causing by nature, and they're extremely cancer causing. Um, they are 208 times the health guidelines limit uh, uh, found in our drinking water. And this is not just drinking water also. It's also bathing mm-hmm. water and all this other stuff. So Yeah, which is going to make it worse when you're in a hot, steaming shower hello, exactly. and you're breathing yes, it in. Exactly. Yeah. So you got uh, like chlorine in our water. Yeah. Uh, you've got triomethanes. You've got uh, uh, chromium found in our water, which is what Aaron Brockovich sued the state of Plano, I believe it was. Uh, city over, of Plano? Yeah, the city of Plano. That was here in Texas? Yeah, that was in Texas. I don't think I knew that. 
and uh, and she won that lawsuit because of how much chromium was underwater. Well, we have it six point eight uh, times over the guideline limit in our water. Well, how did so? Okay, I don't want to hmm. digress yeah. too far into that. Yeah, but it, it's like, she won the lawsuit over there. How come the how come wor- ours uh, is worse? Yeah. Um, so ours is not actually worse than what theirs was because theirs was even higher than ours. Wow. But it is found in our drink. Okay. okay. So, and that's why I say it's it's extremely important that we filter out these contaminants from our water. the The biggest issue is people don't know that they're there. Right. People don't know what causes them. So, what causes them is the way we treat our water. We we do what's called a chlorine burn through our water. And the city of San Antonio will not say it's a chlorine burn. They say it's uh, chloramine or, or something like that. Which okay. you can, I don't know. Is that better? It's the same. Pretty thing. much the same thing. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. So, but what happens is, is whenever the uh, chlorine gets introduced into the water and it mixes with the organic material, it kills the organic material, but it leaves behind these triomethanes. Okay. And so the city and the, the representatives say, there's nothing else we can do to treat the water. Right. But the biggest issue is they don't say anything about it. You know, it is not but is just- is that true though? Is, is it true that they can't do anything about it? So they could, but the overall expense to do it would okay. be so great- the city's infrastructure probably couldn't handle it. Always okay. comes down so, to money. We're, yeah. we're spending money on a bunch of stuff that we. I'm pretty sure we could probably stop if we wanted to focus yeah, we, on the water. Exactly. We so could. what they're doing is they're passing the buck on to the homeowners. The, the home yes. Exactly. It, it's just like with the water pressure issue we talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah. The city says it's their responsibility to get you water at a certain PSI rating, but it's not up to them to monitor mm-hmm. or to uh, control the water pressure once it passes that meter and goes into your house, yeah. that's on the homeowner to do. That's where you get so, the regulator. Exactly. So that's would you, you say then that having a water filtration system at your home is a necessity? Absolutely. Okay. And um, it's because of these... Contaminants. Contaminants. The trio something? Triomethanes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mr. Fancy Pants. I know. I was going to say. <laughs> like, like I said, you can... <laughs> that's a big word. Look, look up the EWG guideline to right? water database and, and really do the studies for yourself. Yeah. Find out there's so many carcinogens. There's so much really icky stuff that's in our water that you're bathing in, you're showering in it, you're you're drinking it, it's being introduced into your body. And there, it's one of the main reasons that cancer rates have gone up so high. I mean, you think back to the 80s and cancer rates were like one in 800,000. Now they're telling you it's one in every five. Yeah. Some you know? some people say you got about a one in two chance. It, exactly. It, and so part of that is because over long-term exposure, your body stores this stuff it, it holds on to it and it and it latches into you mm-hmm. and it, it just builds and builds and builds and then you get overexposed. So tell me about uh, so water filtration systems that you guys are installing. Okay, mm-hmm. I imagine they're going to be high quality. I, I, yes. I love mine. I have no complaints, but I mean I don't really know what it's doing. I just know it's doing its job. <laughs> so what kind of stuff is being filtered out, or do you recommend for sure quality level wise that people could choose yeah. uh, on a water filtration system? So on a water filtration level, the the biggest thing is using catalytic carbon. Catalytic carbon is the only way of actively filtering out majority of these contaminants. Okay. okay? Uh, reverse osmosis is the only way to filter out 99.99% mm. of whatever's in the water. Sure. But catalytic carbon is to get the really nasty stuff out of your water that can that cause serious damage to you and your body over long terms. Catalytic carbon is different from regular carbon. Uh, it's like infused with silver in the process so that it, it'll, it'll hold on to and bond with the stuff that's in there but can be cleaned. 
Should have grabbed your notepad before you started watching. Well, I, FYI. I, I actually watch these yeah. back, right, when I make clips and mm -hmm. stuff from them. So I'll, I'll get some of this stuff down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but but one of the big things about carbon is the same misconception about water softening. People will put in this little tiny filter in the home and say, yeah, I got carbon filter. Okay. And no, it's not, no. it doesn't work that way. It's not big enough. So one foot, one cubic foot of carbon or 30,000 grains is what we would say like on the resin standard. It, it's the same as resin. It can only, it can only filter out 8.5 gallons per minute. Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to fix this. Uh, there's the wrong way and there's the right way. And the <laughs> wrong way, unfortunately, is the way everyone goes is they reduce the pipe size coming in to slow the flow rate down to allow this carbon to work, but that breaks plumbing code. Yeah, and now, that's going to cause plumbing issues. Now, I'm probably going to get a letter from somebody saying, that i got to stop giving this information <laughs> out because they've been doing it for 40 years. Right, right. So well, We want to do it correctly. Exactly. Yes. We want to do it the right yes. way. So what, what's the right way of doing it? You increase the amount of catalytic carbon that's being used. Mm. Okay. So if you've got like a one-inch line coming in your house and it's running 18 gallons a minute, the only way to purify your water and keep your flow rate coming into your house like like plumbing code says you should is to increase the amount of carbon up to about two cubic feet of carbon. Okay. All That's right? not impossible to do. It's right? not impossible no. at all. And it, honestly, it's not that much more. It really is not. I mean, you get these guys out here putting these tiny filters in, they're charging people, you know, thousands of dollars to do this when for that same price, they could have put the full size unit in and actually really mm. filtered the water out appropriately. And then they could be saving people. Right. Now, one of the other things about carbon that people don't know is it will grow bacteria. Okay. Okay. So the only way for you to not grow bacteria in a carbon tank, because carbon is like a sponge, it holds on to everything, uh, and it will eventually grow inside that tank, is to implement a substance called KDF. KDF is like ground up brass. It looks like fool's gold and dustful. Hmm. Okay. KDF. Oh, bro, that stuff yeah. is that stuff it's is heavy. We well in our filtration system. Is it in mine? The, oh yeah, it's oh, in yeah. Yes. <laughs> say, it better be in mine. Yeah, you got about thirty pounds of it in You're your in prime, your man. Sweet. So the the issue that most people do when they do a, a carbon tank is they put about two tablespoons of this stuff. In, in a oh unit, goodness. and they say it's got KDF in it. I'm oh. like, no, you're, you guys, you're driving me crazy. Uh, you know, we got 30 pounds of it in our system Great to make stuff. sure that it doesn't grow bacteria because it sends off an ele electronic impulse almost in the water hmm. to help re that carbon release that stuff whenever it does its, uh, its uh, upflow uh, cycle. I'm, I'm sorry, I had a brain fart. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, too much information at one time. Right. So, <laughs> but... Um, What's, in, what's important about that is you want to make sure that that carbon filtration can last a good long while and take out all the the, uh, the chlorine, all the trilmethanes, all the uh, chromium, uh, all the just junk that's in the water. You want to get it all out, and yet you still want it to last and to keep going, not to become a cesspool of bacteria that's continuously pushing into your water. Right. So like on a system like mine, how often would I need to change out the filter? To be honest with you, I'd say anywhere between 8 to, t eight to 10 years, okay. you, you need to look at replacing your filter. And we can always do tests. Testing is the best way to determine it. It's, yeah, like, it's like reverse mm -hmm. osmosis filters. We do a lot of RO as well. So people ask me all the time, how often should I change this RO filter? We say as needed. Right. So, well, how do you tell? Well, we got a little meter, get some water out of it, and we test it. If it yeah. tests a certain level, it's time to be changed. We take a lot of showers in my house. Just saying. Yeah. So, I mean. well, trust me, I got I got three girls, a, a, a wife, <laughs> my mother-in-law. Everyone's all in the house with me, so <laughs> water is highly consumed in my house. But but I have the same system you do. 
and and I'll tell you when I test mine and it starts getting kind of rough and I'll let you know like hey Mark we need to come test your system. So, so let's talk <laughs> let's talk price a little bit. So if like a, a system that somebody needs for you, you know your basic family, right? Mm-hmm. Your nuclear family. What uh, what kind of costs are we looking at generally speaking? Give me a range so people know uh, am I spending $300 or am I spending more? I mean mm-hmm. obviously I know it's more than that but just yeah. give me a range. So so I'll put it like this. If you're going with just like a, a standard softening system you know, you'll see on the market that people are selling their softener six, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars. It doesn't have to be that expensive, just especially just for a softener. You know, we're we're probably like half that to do a regular softener. Now to do carbon filtration with the way we are, with the upgraded technology we have, all the stuff that we talked about on the last radio show, um, even the two pack together, we're roughly like six to seven thousand for the whole package. And that's and way cheaper. Yeah. Than anywhere. And, and you're getting two separated tanks so they can easily be serviced uh, if they ever need to be uh, or changed out or replaced or whatever we got to do to them. They're, they're separated. They're not all in one tank. You're getting two full-size units, so full-size resin, full-size carbon filtration, and you're having one-inch bypass system on it and one-inch all the way through. So that system will produce as much water as you need it to in your house. Uh, it's It's based off of volume and that's the thing right so the volume if you're going to spend the money to get the system put in let's make sure that it can actually service your home right yeah properly exactly right and then you're not going to end up like your the water software you guys installed i mean i check it on a regular basis now Mm -hmm. because i actually let it run on low on salt but uh, i sent tito i'm like is this right and he's like no you need to put some salt in there or something (laughs) i filled it back up but i keep an eye on that right so i'm I'm checking it out but the fact that it's a dry unit Mm -hmm. yeah is, is really, really cool. I'm 100% on board with using a well, uh, dry unit. Keeping the bacteria out of the water is the whole point in getting a softener and filtration system. Yeah. And if you're letting you know, your, your salt water just sit in that tank and become stagnant and grow bacteria, you're going to be re-implementing mm-hmm. uh, nasty stuff into your right, water. Right. Why would you want to do that? You're working against you know, yourself. You're, you're using archaic technology to try to protect your home, and yet you're still going to make yourself sick. You know, and, and one of the things I want to clear out today, uh, since we to take advantage of this time, is that I want to bring to people to understand that just because they have a softener doesn't mean they're, they're not taking care of their health properly. Or what are they doing is they're re- reducing the damage that this water could cause in their home and their pipes. Carbon filters is what you need to eliminate the chemicals, okay? Gotcha. So people are buying a softener, and they're spending just for a softener $6,000 when we give you both around that range. Now, the carbon, people buy a regular softener, and they think these problems are going to go away. No, you just soften, let's put it this way, you, you soften just soften the, the cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you did. All right, see, the cancer's <laughs> still going to come. All the, the, the horrible toxins. things that come in with it. So I want them to clean look the at water. it that I understand. Way. Some people say, no, I'll get the, the softener. Well, what about your health? That's when the carbon filter comes into place. you got to have both. So give us your contact information. People want to reach out to you. You can call us at 210-744-4397, or you can visit us at www.therightguystx.com. And let us know what we can do for you. We have all the information that you need, and this is very important. Think about your health and uh, uh, open these documents that we mentioned, that Jacob mentioned earlier. It's going to empower you, protect your family, and that's, that's going to be the bottom. All right. That's going to be it for us. Thanks for talking us out there, yeah, no Tito. Appreciate Great it. info. And we will see you on the next show. You guys have a great week.